Hello and welcome to Columboys, the podcast all about the complex digital futuristic world of Lieutenant Columbo. I'm Mac, and through no fault of his own, with me as always is Ben. Hi, Mac. Hey, Ben. This week we're taking a look at season four, episode five, Playback. This episode stars German actor Oscar Werner, whose IMDb page biography refers to him as remote and morose, and that was probably written by a fan of his. Werner uh, starred in Francois Truffaut's 1966 adaptation of Fahrenheit 451. He also appeared in the 1948 German film The Angel with the Trumpet and reprised his role two years later in a remake uh, reproduced in the UK, which reused most of the German thing. They just remade it again two two years later. They added like some English footage to it. And I I think they just redid the movie over again, but with uh, people saying uh, lines in English. Oh, yeah. Oh. I don't know. Uh. Um, also appearing in this episode is Gina Rollins, who is uh, known for her many collaborations with her husband, former Columbo culprit John Cassavetes, who appeared hey. all the way back in season two, episode one, Etude in Black. Uh, just a few of her credits uh, include, oh, I didn't actually write any of her credits down. Uh, that is a mistake <laughs> in the writing process that I'm going to leave in because I'm an idiot. Okay. Um, in addition to three Emmys, two Golden Globes, and an honorary Oscar in 2016, Roland has won so many awards that I could just read the awards page of her IMDb listing, and this episode would run longer than the episode itself. Wow. Uh, yeah, she has won a lot of awards. She's a celebrated actress, and, and hell if she doesn't give a good performance in this I one. mean, she's great. She doesn't have a lot to, to do, because no. she's not in a lot of this episode. No, no, no. But she does a good job when she's in it. But she's very good. I mean... Yeah. You certainly had a lot of empathy for her. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that that you were she was the person you were, you were most connected to in this. Right. Episode. Well, I mean, it's just so. I mean, the setup of the episode is basically so. Oscar Werner uh, plays Harold Van Wyck mm. or Von Wyck or uh, however like he said it. Um, and Elizabeth is his wife, and she is. Uh, She's in a wheelchair. She's the daughter of of uh, of a woman who owns an electronics company. Medis Electronics. Medis, that's right. And she's the daughter of Margaret Medis. Yes, um, that is that is correct. And uh, uh, <laughs> there's this electron electronics company. Um, Werner is the uh, the CEO, CEO I think. of it, and uh, and uh, he's. His obsession, we're told, with gadgetry has led to the company's uh, losing an un uh, loud truck on the road. Yeah, sorry, there's a race outside. <laughs> so his obsession with gadgetry has led the company down a, a bad road. He's losing them a ton losing of money. Losing a ton of money because um, no one no one wants their gadgets. Right. Um, and uh, so the mother is about to replace him. We also learned that he's a philanderer. He's been stepping out on his wife all over town. Yep. Uh, there's a at a, least two, if not more. There's a private investigator who uh, we never see. Or we hear never from. see or hear from. And of course, once his client <laughs> turns up dead, doesn't immediately go to the police and say, "Hey, here's this right." Thing she I asked was me doing. to look into this guy, <laughs> and uh, she's dead now. So, like, you yeah. might want this information. Doesn't come nope, up. That seems nope. seems like it should, but it doesn't. Yeah, it does seem relevant. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. Yep. Uh, he uh, makes a plan where the house is rigged with security cameras. Security cameras yeah. inside the house, well, which so, is a little weird. Yeah, right. Well, so it's full of the gadgetry, but ostensibly right. it is so that Elizabeth can lead a comfortable life. Yes. Uh, so, like, there's an elevator in the stairwell for her wheelchair, right. and there are ramps through everything, and then, yep. and then you can the just do- clap to open the doors. It's only one clap, though. It's not the true clapper. It's the proto-clapper. Well, and there... I mean, there's a real... 
there's a real problem with this episode, which yeah. is just sort of sort of a a logical issue, which is that claps only open the specific door that needs to open for the plot to continue. Exactly. Because there's and, there's and then, there's like there's one area that is sort of the focus, which is the stairwell and the study. And there are like three doors that go into that go it. in there, and they all open with a clap. Yep. But whenever someone claps, and it's just it's just that's it. Yep. And then whatever door they are wanting to open opens Mm -hmm. it's very much sort of like somehow a psychic house that knows where you're clapping and what your intention is. listen you've seen david lynch's dune right (laughs) it's the weirding way my friend it's just they know how to channel the sound in a specific direction and and that's what does it talked about uh star trek a lot but it's like like how when someone goes to a door and then stands outside it to have a conversation out the door but as soon as they turn and look at the door to go inside it goes open Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah so it's very much that sort of like it just happens because it's necessary for the plot tv magic yes uh, yeah. the, the, it's the, pretty bad one of the plot um one of the hinges of the plot is you were gonna that, say holes no i was gonna say hole it is a hole it is a hole um but but I was but it's say, also something the plot hinges on the, the it hinges on um so in order to do the murder he's going to uh <laughs> take the security uh system I have to explain it, otherwise this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to take the security system, record uh, the murder ahead of time, mm-hmm. and then put it on a timer for playback and have it play back to the security guard who's out by the front uh, door right. watching the whole time, and it will play back the murder after he has left. Right, and once he is safely in the middle of his alibi elsewhere. Right, at in the Beverly art, Hills at, at an, an art, art gallery. gallery. Yep, yep. Um, so, uh, he does that and it seems to go off without a hitch. But part of the uh, thing is that, uh, when the shot happens, it wakes his wife up. She calls down to the study. He answers the phone, tells her it's fine. Go back to sleep. Yeah. But, but part of this is that also it opens the door to the bedroom Mm -hmm. and the bedroom as is established in the show is upstairs down a hall. Yep. And in between that room and another room are at least three or four doors that should also have a, like, Basically, I feel like if you shoot a gun in this house, every single door in the house should open. Right. Because it's a very loud noise and it should just trigger all of them. Yeah, it's sort of a thing of like (laughs) when you think about it for three seconds, it kind of falls apart. It's like a good, it's a good, like I get why you would do it from a writing perspective. Yeah. It's a good sort of like writer technique to like say, you know, this is how whatever. Well, right. And the, the, so the thrust of this writing exercise yeah. Um, is really so that Columbo can confirm that she wasn't, in fact, dreaming it. Right, so that there was a loud noise that woke her up because her door opened, and because it was open, she could see... See clearly the terrifying clown sitting in a <laughs> yeah. chair For over near reason, the door. For some reason, in these adults, in these uh, this adult couple's bedroom is a giant... It's got to be like three or four feet tall. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a, like the size of the Crow T robot puppet like it's it's (laughs) about that size yes the one the replica that you have over here yeah yeah yeah. um it's it's similar in size to that i would say and it's just sitting on a chair staring at the bed yeah which is creepy i I mean i (laughs) but like i don't want to judge it's appropriately 1970s creepy i think because there is there is a level of 1970s decorating which just involves creepy dolls yeah oh 
And um, it's, it's so bad. But she could see the creepy doll, which was sitting in the darkness. Um, right. In, in the night, because she had fallen asleep with the reading lamp, but that part of the room shouldn't have been illuminated. And By the reading part lamp. Part of her, rem- right. her memory is waking up and seeing the clown and thinking, oh, I'm awake. I, right. Oh, the, I'm awake. This th- is clearly fine. There's my, Not, there's my terrifying Jesus doll. Jesus God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a little silly. And obviously... It, it is, it's again, uh, that sort of thing of, of convenience more than, right. than actual function of the thing. I, I still think this is a really tense murder. Oh yeah. I think it's actually really good. I think, um, the, the, the crime part of it, I think it lags. I, what I'm, what no, I mean no, is, no, that, I know, I know. is that just... the tension of the episode maintains throughout the crime. Yes. The commission of the crime. And then I think it gets bogged down into kind of. It faffing around and wh- it's where little, did the right. mulch go? And well, that so kind it's of thing. it's a couple of things. I mean, I think that there is the mix of like it's a little slow yeah. and and it does kind of have a lot of sort of small knock on that doesn't totally seem like it's going at it. There's not really red herrings per se. There's no. just sort of like the slow buildup of little bits of evidence, and it's and it's not an episode where Columba really gets to kind of have the back and forth with no. the murderer. And then on top of it, uh, like, I don't know, uh, no offense to Oscar Werner, but like he's... <laughs> I he's, mean, a little offense to him. I guess. It's, well, He's dead. He's not going to hear about it. Well, I just, it's just the like, I mean, he, I, I pretty much threw himself into the character. The character is um, really unlikable <laughs> and not charismatic at all. And I don't think That's he's true. supposed to be. No, I, I, you know, I will say though that um, his interactions with, with the, the wife... Oh. Are, uh, they're terrible, but also I, I do sense that there is... A, it does feel like a real relationship. Yeah. It does feel real. A real fucked up one. It's fucked up, yeah. but it does feel... I mean, it feels authentic, and I think that that... Yeah. Like, you can well, kind of see why she would be charmed by him. You can kind of see the way that he... So when he says goodnight to her... Yeah. Like, it, it appears... Like, that is sort of like the apex of their relationship, because at that point, it is charming. It seems sweet. He does seem she's to genuinely a, care for her. She's got a chairlift, and he sort of like waltzes. He sort yeah, of he like, holds her hand and, and walks up the stairs uh, next to her, yes. and leans over to like kiss her and kind of fawn over her. And, and this, it is really charming. I up, have to say, up this, to the point that she says, "I love you," and he goes, "Huh?" Well, <laughs> and it's like, oh. Um, I I think uh, I I well, first of all, I think this house is actually really cool. I, yeah. I wonder how much of the I mean obviously this is a real place. This must be the home of a of a of an actual disabled person because I, I don't it, it's too nice for the prop department to have conceivably done right. it. Right. Yeah, well you, to to make that yeah, the ramp up the stairs I think is the yeah. is the tell it's because not, the it, other ramps could have just been placed in, but that one is so clearly yeah. actually installed it's in the house. It's a very nice like wood paneled. It actually looks really really nice. Yeah. It's dangerous as all hell because there's no like lips on it any of it so right. she could like if she wasn't locked properly she'd just roll off the end of it which would be bad if it was in motion yep but um, also 70s safety regulations it was, seven, I it guess? was the 1970s yeah. yeah but this isn't like the the stairlift thing where you like like from gremlins where you sit on the, th- the chair right, right. and it takes you upstairs this no. is like it takes your entire wheelchair up as yeah. a platform it's actually it's pretty cool i, I mean yeah it it definitely looked like it was a real thing. One of the things that um, he says uh, when he's talking to the to the mom is that uh, that the gadgets are all like one of the 
benefits of the gadgets is this is this amazing house which is for right. the wife so yeah um and it definitely seems like a lot of, has been put into yeah. making her life more comfortable and she at no point does she ever seem really um helpless or anything like that i think that that no. actually is really is really positive no that that's actually one of the great things about it oh, yeah. now and the reason that I say that moment uh, of putting her to bed is kind of the apex is because after he murders her mom, um, she basically says, hey, listen, I think I should come for the board meetings. I think I should basically be I should look involved, I should, yeah. involved in the company yeah. now that my mom is gone. Right. And he basically... And, his, and, her, and she has a brother, but the brother is useless. Right. Yeah. As, as as has been well established, I think by basically everyone, I think even pretty though, much everyone. So early on, the 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 mother character, I should probably look up her names and stop calling her mom Margaret. Mm-hmm. Um, she is she says that she's going to remove Werner and replace him with uh, this brother Arthur, yeah. Arthur, who uh, I think even she admits is not that smart, but at very least she'll be able to control him, which I think is well, is yeah. What, what she says is for. is basically that Arthur doesn't have these idiotic flights of fancy or anything else like that he'll just kind of stick to the rails yeah exactly and and, uh, and she's using this blackmail of the of the other women right. as a way to make sure that he falls in line without giving too much yes although in fairness he was clearly plotting to murder her before they had this meeting where she told I think him he, to resign he must have he must have known something was going on was maybe up? maybe yeah. he, maybe he found out from the private investigator or something like that who knows yeah it could be hard to say yeah uh, I mean, it's just clear that he's a monster. Um, <laughs> yes, he's not a good person. But, I, but yeah, I, and so I'm when, not in. I'm not trying no, 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 to I defend know, him. I know you're not. For I just, the record. I, I just really hate him. Um, I know. I can tell. Yeah, and uh, but yeah. So so when she says, "Hey, I want to be involved," like he pushes back so hard and is so awful to her, and basically is like, "No, you're going to stay in your fucking gilded cage," and that's kind of the point where you're like, "Oh, yeah, it is a real relationship. It's a monstrous one." But, like, I've definitely known people in those relationships. It's uncool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so... This I've, is... Yeah, no, I understand. You're, you, you are very worked up about it. And this is not... This yeah. is not a bit. This has been actually no, being very mad about this. Legit. Like, is a horrible guy. <laughs> yeah. And credit to Oscar Werner. Like, wow. he play, played that very well. Yeah, He's, very, I think it's important to, to yeah, yeah. say we don't feel that way about Oscar. No. This is the character. Uh, yeah. No, the character is extremely <laughs> unlikable. Yes. Um. You know, the only thing I would get after Oscar about is his haircut, I guess. <laughs> well, it's a little bold. I think we have to blame the entire 1970s sure, for that haircut more than right. Oscar himself. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That was very in in at the time. Yeah. It was, you know, that's Beatles-y kind yeah, of, it you is know, a little, it's a mod look. It's a little mod moppy. He's, he's blonde. Yeah. He's a little blonde to have that mop yeah, look, yeah, yeah. Uh, pull, you know, pull it off. But uh, he's trying. Yeah. He's trying. He's I making get it. I think if it. I think if he were, yeah. A different character that, that <laughs> hairdo would not yeah yeah offend he's me also, as much. He's also meant to be kind of a player. I think that that's kind yeah. of weird too. Is that he's meant to, is is when we see him go to the art gallery to establish his alibi, uh, he meets a woman there. Uh, I looked it up. She's played by uh, Trisha Noble, who mm-hmm. uh, this is just fun for me and no one else. Um, but she she played uh, Padme's mom in a, in in uh, episode two. <laughs> There's oh. like, you know, okay. that part where they go and hide on Naboo yeah. with her family. She played uh-huh. the mom. Oh, okay. I think she's in like half a scene. There was like more, but they like cut right. it out. So but she's in just... like a couple shots in episode two. Okay. 
That's, All right. I don't. That's just fun for me. But anyway, um, <laughs> she. Uh, he gets there and immediately just starts hitting on this. Uh, oh yeah, he's like instantly making eyes at her. Yeah, yeah. this uh, this woman who's working as an assistant in the art gallery. Right. And uh, and so, but she is into it. That's that's the thing that's a, that that I right. was getting to is that it does seem. I mean, he's got women all over town. Right. And it does seem like he is actually. Yeah, they are trying to, to convey that sort like, of right. guy. And it, and he and he think he comes off a little too laconic and a little too awkward. Yes. To be to be quite as much of a playboy as the script is making him out Correct. to Correct. Yeah. I mean, his his outfits are clearly marking him as more of a playboy because, like, he's he's in an ascot half the time we see him. That's true. You know, and then, like, the the dark turtleneck under his, you know, plaid yeah, suit. Yeah, why, why, like, why did turtlenecks mean, like, sex, mach- sex machine in the 1970s? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I Like, James Bond loved turtlenecks. And, yeah. And, and everybody was like, yeah, but, not seeing someone's neck is the sex sexiest thing i can think of i don't know i mean the best guess i have is rather than like a a button-down shirt or anything else like that it was it was a garment underneath the jacket that was a little more form-fitted okay i guess i could see that because a lot of the 70s like uh uh, you know costuming i guess you would say was a lot of sort of showing off the shape of men right you know and women but like but you were getting more of that form-fitted like uh a couple episodes back, I know somebody was wearing those high trousers. Maybe it was Dick Van Dyke. Um, I mean, every every trouser is a high trouser on Dick Van Dyke. That's he's true. A, he's a tall man. He's amazing. Oh, as an aside, uh, I saw the um, the the Mary Poppins. You saw the remake? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, Dick Van Dyke's the best part of that whole thing. I'm sure he is, yeah. Yeah, no, like literally <laughs> he has a cameo and like, and it's one of those things where, where it's like, that dude's in his 90s and yeah. he jumped on a chair and then onto a desk to fucking dance. Isn't he playing the son of the, the yes. old, he's playing, he's he's in basically the same makeup, but he's playing the son of the old man that he was playing at the end of the movie, the, yes. the bank, Correct. the banker. You That's are right. strange. There's... <laughs> There's an awful lot of really needy callbacking to <laughs> sure. the first film in it. Um, it's, it's gorgeous. I'll, I'll stop. Yeah, but, no. We, but that's Dick true. Van Dyke's the yeah. best part of it. Sure. Uh, anyway. But yeah, so there's a lot of that like, ooh, we pretty much can see the outline that's of every for our, part. That's for when uh, we start our sister podcast, Super Al- Califragilistic XBLA podcast. Which is going to be that's, all of what that's one what, episode? It's going to be well. It's going to be uh, minute by minute. It's like you oh. know Star Wars minute, except <laughs> please don't just, even joke. But not even with Mary Poppins, but with with Mary Poppins Returns. Just, just the just the sequel the, remake. As long as it's just the Dick Van Dyke part. Yeah, we'll get fun yeah, guests yeah, yeah. in, and you know, for just those just like for minute episode. and a half. I guess that he's no, in we're ju- no. we're going to do the entire thing. No, I can't. We're going to do that's, it, Ben. No. It's happening. No, it's not. The fans have demanded it. <laughs> I've got no, letters no. here. I'm already starting to get emails in, Ben, about it. People are excited. Oh, wake up, Mac. <laughs> wake up. Ah, ah, ah. Where am I? You're podcasting, I hope. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Um, is, it good, is it a good podcast? I, I what don't are we know. doing here? Don't worry. Somebody will tell us if I it's en- not. I'm enjoying this energy we have right now. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, um, yeah, uh, I, as far as, like, the catch and that kind of thing, it comes down to Columbo uh, getting a burger in a bar during a football game and seeing instant replay and then seeing uh, a football game. Right. Then splicing the tape out and comparing the two to find what's different, basically looking for. Yeah. it Essentially, at the end, it turns into a fi- spot the difference puzzle. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I could I, I, I could I didn't remember the exact thing. I remember this episode, but yeah, I didn't yeah. remember the exact thing. And you can see 
that there is a difference, but you. They, but it's I, so it's so small on the screen, yeah. even on today's screens. There's no way is, you would have seen it. I think it's definitely established in the episode because I do remember him picking that up after yeah. the murder. But uh, yeah. But it, they don't draw attention to yeah, it. Yeah, which is good. That's what you want. Yeah, but basically, his invitation <laughs> to the art gallery was yeah. still in the frame with He's, the dead body. With the dead with the during the murder. Right. But not when uh, when the it picked back up. Security, and the security guard, guard came runs back in. in. Right. Because the thing to note about this camera is that it is triggered by body heat and motion um right. automatically so it's not it is not a continuous record so that's how he gets around the like edit points basically yes. is it, it just awfully needs, convenient it's very convenient yeah. so he just needs to have just like those doors <laughs> god damn it now all the doors are open <laughs> wait i got all it the, thank you all okay. right um so so I I think this is an enjoyable episode. Uh, yeah. It's 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 not it's not bad. It's, it's the dog I, shows up again. It's it's has enjoyable performances. Yep. Oh, there's that. Um, when Colombo visits the art gallery, there's yes. a very long. Yeah, there is. It's bit. So it and it is. It's the only art bit that exists, which is uh, uh, a sure. a hayseed walks around a gallery and right. and, and goes ah. Oh, Five hundred dollars for a piece of metal, huh? Yeah. Well, this one doesn't have a label. How much is this, sir? That's the air conditioning vent. Oh boy. That, yeah. That's that's like that particular one is is too stupid. Yeah. Like there's a, there's one like it's, it's I can a touch too far. I can conceive of of him like if there's like a chair sitting somewhere or a chair on a yeah. pot, and he's like, oh well, what's this one? And it's like, oh, that's for the security guard, you know, to sit in or whatever. Right. Like something like that. But yeah. like, or, it's or they're very, like, oh no, that's just the mop. Right, yeah. yeah, or something like that. But that's very obviously, it's obviously a vent. It's in the right. wall, it's installed in the wall. Columbo's not an idiot, so that's the thing where it's yeah. like, this is like a little, it's a little too far. Pushing it a bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like, yeah, that comic relief bit, you know, as much as it is sort of maybe that, stretched on. Maybe like, that was not played out at the time, but it is certainly played out in 2018. Yeah, and uh, I, <laughs> you know what? That's actually a really good point, yeah. Mac. I think, I think it's true that probably in the 70s, that was not quite so played out. No, I mean, especially cer certainly the modern art movement had existed for, you know, many, many years, and, right. and it wouldn't have been unheard of for people to be aware of but i think that sort of like mocking you know oh well, they'll do anything yeah. for art these days was still a little fresher you know certainly coming out of the 60s I and think, that kind of thing yeah i i mean i i do think that that is sort of that's run on a long time and run long past that and was actually around ahead of that like yeah. if you um, I, I think if you know white christmas there, sure. Uh, I know this is weird, but stay with me. No, that's there, fine. There's we a dance did Mary scene. Poppins, so yeah. what the fuck? There's a dance scene where uh, where they basically dunk on modern dance. Oh, yeah. Basically, they're yeah, bagging yeah, yeah. on Bob Fosse, and it is choreographed by Bob Fosse. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like this is clearly that whole like a little bit, and yeah. I mean, you know, the the art in it. Uh, some of the art is not bad. Some of it is very clearly like garbage that has been spray painted by the prop team. Yes, <laughs> correct. There's some that you're like, okay, that's actually sort of in like the metal things on the wall. I'm like, that's yeah. kind of interesting. That looked like actual art. That looked like that was probably the done last by an thing artist. that he looks at that is like the highest priced is like a a pole and a bunch of junk hanging off of like that's chains, been spray painted silver. Yeah, yeah, and that was very clearly a prop department made that. <laughs> right. I'm gonna feel so embarrassed. Or we're if gonna that's get. Or we're real. gonna get. Yeah. We're yeah. Gonna get a letter from someone. You don't know that that's you know renowned junk artist. Credit where credits due. I do not have a degree in art. Hey, uh, none of us know. Hey, what is even is art? That's, well, if it makes you feel something, 
that is what the uh, the episode posits that if it makes you feel something, uh, then that's then the, it's art then to that's you. Art to you, which I guess is technically true. Sure, <laughs> but it's but she isn't she's a gallery owner. I hope she has a slightly more sophisticated. Uh, I think she's just trying to make a sale. My that's friend. true. I think she's yeah. talking to Colombo after all, who uh, who ha- who likes uh, paint by numbers. His wife does paint by right. numbers. We find out another another piece of the Mrs. Colombo puzzle. Yeah, she's a she's an enigma. This woman. She loves cruises. She likes swimming. Paid she's, by numbers. She's a she's yeah. a lar- she's a larger lady because Colombo like likes the big. Oh right, the thick, I forgot the about thick ladies. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just a little another piece of the puzzle. She does paint by numbers. It's fun. I. <laughs> she loves cooking shows. Yep. These I are all things I know about Mrs. Colombo. Yeah, I know it's weird, and yet we never <laughs> the, see her ever. Yeah. No, ever. and we never will. We hmm. never will. Yeah, I. I don't have anything else. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was looking. I mean, I just have some clothing stuff. Sure, Um, you You got some more. Go for it. Yeah, people uh, love it. (laughs) Thanks. That's really encouraging. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, No, uh, really, I was just gonna say that uh, Werner, like, yeah, as much as I uh, dunk on the haircut and stuff, like, is generally generally has really good outfits yeah. and they are not like none of them are the sort of 70s lapel sizes or anything else like that my only criticism is like the first one we see him in which is like a navy it's like a navy suit that's like a shadow plaid is mm. uh it seems like it's a little snug around his midsection which could indicate that that's actually his suit and he's just put on a little weight since he originally got it yeah but it's like he's wearing that and then he's got you know like an ascot on and yeah. And then later it's like that Glenn Platt suit with the, you know, the black turtleneck underneath it. Like generally they're, they're really sharp looks. They did a good job of selecting outfits that do kind of convey like he's pretty put together. He cares about his appearance. You know, as you say, you know, he's a man about town. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just, I was just thinking, um, this is sort of a little out of left field, but, um, you know, who would have been, uh, also German and, and maybe a little like a little better of a fit mm-hmm. for the type of character. I was thinking Max Max Shell, Maximilian Shell, um, from Trial at Nuremberg and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, he's, okay. He's like a little, he's like a little more handsome. Yeah, he's a little yeah, smoother, yeah. but he's got that like intensity to him. Yeah, no, that would have been a really good fit. That's yeah. a good. Yeah, that's a good. So that's just up. a little bit of dream casting yeah, yeah. there. Picard. So, yeah, the 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 one thing I do want to. <clears throat> draw attention to because sure. it's hard not to notice is um his pocket square <laughs> okay because sure. like it's it's a tv fold but it's like just about like and, it's uh, so TV, high up to, tv to fold clarify, is just the sharp line yes it just basically looks from the outside it looks as though he's just folded it and then stuffed it in his pocket right without like at an angle or any sort yeah, of yeah. special it's just thing. a straight line that matches up with the breast pocket and yeah. it's usually only like a half inch above it or whatever and his is like three inches sticking out like it looks like he has a napkin stuffed in his pocket for later yeah basically and that's like and it's not unique to a single outfit yeah oh that's his that's his look yeah it's like we you see him like that with the pocket square more than once and it is uh very very terrible <laughs> yeah I'll take your word for it that's bad yeah. don't do it is what i, I'm saying. I understand what, yeah. what and that was the most offensive part of his character was his pocket square no okay i'm just checking <laughs> no no but it's just the most offensive part listen, of his outfit listen i will handle a lot but a pocket square is a sacred item and i mean if you're gonna wear it <laughs> you should learn how to wear fucking it. fucking wear it right 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there are a lot of ways to wear it right. That's not one. Okay, fair enough. Well, I yeah, I think we did it. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's an I think episode. That's an, I, I think that covers it. I, I actually think that's a pretty good episode. Yeah, personally. it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're getting the hang of this. We're, thir- we're this is 30 episodes in. We're finally getting the hang hey, of it. Hey, halfway through. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, that's going to do it uh, for this week. This has been Columboys. I'm Mac. I'm Ben. And uh, just one more thing, sir. Yeah. God damn it, Mac. Yeah. Here I go. Oh, I've got the. Oh, god damn it. I'm out no. the door. No, stop it. I'm out. Stop it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to leave. Mac, that's. Oh, stop it. Damn it. Columboys is hosted by Mac Johnson and Ben Swallow. You can follow them on Twitter at MacJ and at DandyGeek. The Columboys theme is by Seth Boyer. For more information about this and other great Waffle Media projects, you can go to waffle.media. Thanks for listening. Do it. Do it now. Do it. You see, you did it, Arnold, and I did the Palpatine. That's the difference between the two of us. That's that's just our dynamic. Ultimate power! Yeah, sorry. Do it. (laughs) Anakin, do it. Do it. Take your rightful place at my side. All right. Good times. Hell, (laughs) don't... You you needed more of a pause there. Here we go.